Remember I was talking about second chances? I did that podcast, what, last week about second chances? When you have to and you should give second chances in life, and I'm like a firm believer in that, you have to give second chances. And I'm so relieved and happy to say that moving forward with realizing the smile again and uh, giving the group that my surgeons handed me off to to finalize and finish everything and in the last phase, giving them a second chance to get it right this time. And we're taking our time. And although I realize probably not going to realize um, a smile again by Christmas, at least going into the new year, I'll be able to realize part of my identity and being able to smile again. It's never going to be 100%. It's never going to be the original smile I had. You know, let's just face it, prosthetics and things and everything lab created to make you smile again. Um, it's not you. It's not the same as what you're born with. You know, it's not your real smile. But um, you deal with what you're given, right? The plate that's given in front of you and you handle it the best of your ability. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm ecstatic and I'll be happy and just a step-by-step process and things are taking time and um, taking our time, not rushing and um, just crossing my fingers. And I'm, I'm confident in this one. There's not going to be any problems in that. So I cannot wait to be able to smile. And... Um, I was telling a lot of the um, platforms in that as far as new pictures for Free Yourself My Journey. I'm waiting to update pictures in that until I have my smile and everything is resolved. I have appointment two um, at the beginning of the year as well. I'm excited because it's the first time I'm beginning like extensions actually having them. Hand-tied extensions put in. I've already met with the stylist in that and she's wonderful and a very beautiful and new salon down in the Bluegrass Bluegrass State, excuse me, in Kentucky. So I already met with her. I'm excited about it. So it's like a new year, new me, and just, you know, realizing part of myself again. I guess that's all I can say. I don't know how to say it. Sometimes I say rebirth. I don't know. Um, but next week, unfortunately, I uh, met with surgeons in that. And this is just, I don't know how many ladies, how many women went through this when you're dealing with ovarian cancer, ovarian tumors and that, and you go through oncology treatments and you go through this and this and this and this and you max out your radiation and you try this treatment and this treatment. And you're doing so because obviously the first round of oncology treatments did not work. You didn't realize the, I'm not going to say a cure because I don't believe cancer ever and tumors ever go away. I think it's basically you're putting things to sleep. Remission. Remission is the key word as I use. That's just my opinion how I feel. But um, when you don't realize that and you go through the obstacles and things of regrowth and it growing back. And I'm dealing with that and I'm dealing with it really harshly lately. Um, I worked my tail off, no pun intended, worked a lot last month and going already into this um, today and a couple of days last week of just not feeling good and uh, going through imaging and that and some tests we did not do. We haven't done there more in depth. They were not done for a while now. Um, one of them hasn't been done in like, was it two and a half years? So kind of new. And um, ovarian tumors in that are very specific as far as when you know. I can feel mine. And um, they can actually feel an examination, which is scary itself. But um, it's pretty large again. But it's, it's just in a horrific place. And it's literally just pushing on everything and then on top of it you don't realize radiation 
the consequences that you deal. And I've said this many times, is long-term um, damage that it causes. And sometimes, and most of the time, the more severe severity of it, you do not realize, and this is by oncology telling me this, this is the truth, radiation oncology and specialists, you don't realize, they won't realize it, and you personally won't realize it until at least five years. You hit the five-year mark, which I'm at. And all of a sudden, the, the damage that it can cause starts surfacing. And the pain I've been having, and it's constant, chronic, sharp, achy, and it could be worse positional, hard to sleep. I'm having a hell of a time trying to sleep. Um, I do not like a lot, and I'm just going to say I don't do well with oral drugs. Um, they just don't break down, absorb right with me. They never have, never will. So I uh, one pill take at night, and um, it wakes me up after four hours, like a pot of coffee. Then I have to take another one, wait for that to hit. And it's just like a yo-yo um, effect, horrible um, let's just face it, pain meds, narcotics, the strong stuff, I can't stand it. They just, either it doesn't hit me at all, it severely delay hits me, or it hits me too fast and I burn it out too fast. And it's just, I think, as they said, it's just a level of pain. It's just your body's just absorbing it so quickly. That didn't work. So now we're going into surgical um, options and that, along with the things like Botox and that. And then it's just so temporary, the relief. Um... I question how the heck working with the disability case um, worker, case manager has my case because every person who's on uh, government permit disability is truly unique and different depending on your case. And that's the truth. But they've been working with me with going back to school and things like that and with grants and, and working again, which I started last month. And um, it's been tough. Mentally, I'm wanting to go back to what and how things were, although on a whole different career and level, before the tumor, before oncology, before disability. But physically, my body is just burning out really quick. And it's really just a mental fight. I say it's like a mental war. I know a lot of people going through this, and I'm sure those who are, you'll be able to click and say, okay, yeah, I totally get what she's saying. It's like physically, your body's like, you're pushing your body and uh, you pay for it, especially in the evening. I pay for it. Oh, my gosh. I pay for it. And then um, I've noticed last month with working in that um, I'll be down for the count and then I'll have to work from home and I'll be down for count two days, you know, at least two days. It's like a yo-yo. I told my case manager disability this morning. We were on the phone for like an hour and a half going through everything. And um, it's really tough. So every case is unique. And in my case, we're just trying to figure out what works for me. Um, being able to pay everything in full and have it paid off by hard work on my end has been realized through my smile. Everything is finally paid. Done. I'm just waiting for the final process, but everything financially is paid. And then keeping on top of existing things of what insurance company does not cover with oncology I'm back in the hands of a different specialist. And I told him this is the last, you know, for me. Um, that's it. I, we have to keep switching, especially oncology, um, especially for ovarian. Um, it has to be very specific and specialized in specialty care. So the final specialist I have, I see early next week. And uh, she's out of state. But uh, I said, that's it. You know, I don't think anybody can blame me. I've been through a lot. But the whole point, the principle is... 
we're scrambling to find things to try to bring this tumor and keep shrinking this thing. I sometimes question sit back and go, I don't know how many times I count my blessings to be able to find means and ways and treatments and that to be able to shrink the sucker back. But every time we do, we give it a little bit and it just comes right back and it just gains each time a little bit more momentum, you know? And then now I'm back to the severity of the pain and then going through the testing and then you realize that it's not just the pressure and the weight of the tumor, especially um, when it's positional where it is and it's sitting on your spine and it's sitting lower and then you realize you have the long-term effects of maximum 3D radiation, fast track where you just I max that sucker out and don't realize how it just deteriorates and can really cause some serious problems with your spine and your bones. Um, these are pictures from my surgeon on um, literally, I just kind of sat in office. It had to be explained what's going on. And um, then talking to disability this morning and then just getting the whole picture together on top of next week's you know, oncology specialist and trying to find ways and means. Let's try to shrink the sucker back. How many times can you keep winning? You know what I mean? Keep shrinking it back. Um, can't keep doing it forever. And I know that. But uh, the back stuff is not good either. I literally, um, I'm just going to show the picture. From point A to point B, my entire back is collapsing. And uh, I was told that it's going to happen. It's just the rapid decline of my back and the bones and that it got damaged and the tumor putting pressure on, which makes fragile bones just, your back starts collapsing, I just say. The pain, oh, the pain is sharp. Um, it started in the groin area, in the area where the tumor's at and where the most damage of my spine and bones sustained with radiation, of course, where they shoot the radiation and 3D means all the way around your body, the machine. But I did not realize the severity of how bad it was. And I don't think the surgeons did either because we didn't have it updated on some of the more sensitive scans and imaging until it came back. And to sit down and be told, okay, we can't reverse what happened. The damage is done. And my question is, is this going to keep getting worse or is this going to stay the same? It's going to keep getting worse. Um, the pain will, the pain to where it's at now went from, the groin area, which people are varying tumors and cancers, you know, I'm talking about is that groin area and it goes like on your hips and then it goes to your knee. I had within the, this year, it literally went from all the way down to my toes. Um, it's becoming to a point where it's impossible to sleep. And that can make anybody irritable as hell when you're not sleeping. And then you're taking medicine, it's not absorbing right. So it's like you're up and down like a teeter totter trying to sleep. You sleep when you can. Um, and then just realizing, okay, and then mentally you're trying to go back to work because in your mind you want to have normalcy. You know what I mean? You want that income. You want to be able to, to be comfortable of having bills and paying things off, like realizing a smile. And, and I'm damn proud of myself because I was able to financially do that on my own. No help and no, no insurance because I maxed out the parts of oral surgeons in that and the insurance part. I maxed it out beginning of the year. So this last process of um, mid to mid, beginning to mid-year, it was around April, carrying on, has all been self-pay. And uh, the rest of it's been paid as of uh, last month. 
So that's amazing within itself. But then to realize I'm going in next week and I'm walking into here we go again. It's like a circle when you don't, um, you're not able to put things into remission and you're just shrinking a tumor and then it grows back and you shrink a little bit more and then it grows back and it keeps gaining momentum and speed. Every time it, it shrinks, it comes back, but then it's a little bit bigger and then it shrinks and it comes back a little bit bigger. Um, I don't know how much longer and they're really not sure how much longer I can continue to be able to do this. Um, I think I told my SSD caseworker, it's like, once again, I mentally, you know, I'm wanting to have normalcy and just be a normal person, just normal, you know, but you're dealing with a mountain that it's like a shadow and it just keeps creeping over you. And that's how I look at what I'm going through medically. And uh, you just realize that one day it's going to win, you know, I'm not going to be able to win forever. And I know that. I've been blessed and fortunate to live the five-year prognosis, but when talking to SSD and they're working with you and your unique case on disability and every disability case is different, and then talking to this morning and coming up with a plan that, you know, um, in your case, we're allowing you to work whatever you can work, whatever amount you want to work. It's not going to affect your disability. It's not going to affect your benefits. It's not going to affect, you know, um, but we don't see it lasting more than a year. And that's based off the updated medical records and speaking to my specialists and surgeons and that because we know and people who are not in my shoes and even Eric, I don't really, I really haven't discussed, um, I haven't discussed with anyone lately actually for a while now. I kind of kept things between me and specialists and disability and that. And realizing that, you know, um, I'm not going to win this. Something, it's like a deck of cards ready to fold. One or the other is going to fold. And it's a questionable as a surgeon. And I asked, is it going to be the tumor or is it going to be my back? Because the thing with my back is it's not just one section. It's, it's a whole, <laughs> it's just a picture of my back done. Um, it's collapsing. Going in, trying to go in the first year, I, I don't know. There's so many options, and I have to go oncology especially next week to see. I'm trying to figure out, can we continue shrinking this thing? Um, it's gaining momentum and speed quicker now than it has. And I'm dealing with the pain. The pain's another thing. I'm exhausted. Um, ovarian tumor stuff is really crazy, too. Um, and I made an appointment with the salon and that and a wonderful girl who does nothing but hand tie extensions and we're getting the best of the best so I can realize the thick long hair again and I've never had extensions like this before they're going to last about oh she said about nine months and I just go back to have them moved up well as my hair grows we move them up um, right now because I'm experiencing a lot of hair loss from the tumor um, growing back and it's vengeful as hell and you try to, with nutritionists and through the doctors, to up your vitamins and minerals and that. And even though I haven't really smiled and able to eat normally right now, I still have to crank up everything and getting more stuff into my diet. And really what you're doing is I was told you're feeding this tumor. You're feeding yourself, but you're feeding the tumor. Um, back to the crazy sugar cravings, which are very much tumor um, people who are versed to ovarian tumors and cancers, you know what I'm saying, is the chemicals and everything's off, completely off in your body. Um, 
And then the craziest symptoms, which I can't stand. And I had this before oncology treatments when I tapped myself out and said, I'm done. I'll sign anything just to do what I can with this thing. Is you have days when you just don't feel right. Um, you start having bad head pain. You don't feel right. You feel really generally just sick. Um, I've woken up and um, Eric can vouch for this. I, my complexion is very pale. Um, my temperature will dip 96.3. Generally, 96.5 usually have to be seen, but, you know, it's, it's dipping lowest is 96.3. As they said, it's you're on a fine line. Um, that's just part of the ovarian stuff, the cancer itself, ovarian, and a lot of women relate to this is your body temperature dips. Um, you feel nauseous all the time. Um, feeling off, generally feeling sick. You just don't feel right. And when those days hit, like the past couple of days, I realized it's how sick you feel. Um, I've spent about 95% with my laptop and just sitting on the couch and herbal heat wraps. And um, but the VIP podcast and people who know the journey and that and the struggle I'm dealing with and just sending me whatever you guys, whatever you guys could figure out. I'm trying everything, you know. But then you realize, man, nothing's working, you know. And I'm at that point. You start, like, tapping out. Like, it's like I'm one step of tapping out. And then you're trying to work. Um, I'm grateful for my disability caseworker with Federal and being able to help me realize to be able to work and go into a career. And, and I love what I do now. And helping people has always been my forte. But uh, I'm just waiting for the deck to fold. I'm not sure which is going to happen first. Is it the tumor or is it my back? And I asked my surgeons what happens. And um, since it's already, the pain has already went down my leg to my toes, as they said, it'll start reversing and going up the body. And that's scary. Um, and it gets to the point, as they said, you know, you won't be able to walk. You will have to use a wheelchair. That's scary. And... The strange symptom I had, which weren't some of these tests last month, is because I've realized when I walk upstairs, um, when I'm walking up, I told him I feel like I'm dragging my lower body. It's like really slow, and I feel like I can't um, get my body up. It's like carrying a 200 pound of potatoes, a sack of potatoes in our body. It's like I'm tr pulling my body up. Um, to have surgeons look at you and say it's because you're doing that, literally because your back's collapsing. And seeing it is uh, it's a whole nother, like, you know? And then realizing your smile and going through, I call it tiki torture with the smile stuff, but the picture here. But uh, for people to ask, where, and a lot of people ask, where do I get the strength? I, I fought my whole life. And I was a sick baby to start with. I think just the hurdles in life medically I've went through has given me strength and energy and it was like food for the soul for me and I'm a fighter. I think God just places you and he puts you born to fight and he just puts that into your heart and soul. I truly believe that um, and the experiences you go through in life and you defy something else and you keep defying, defying, you keep jumping the hurdles. But as I said, when I feel like this great shadow is starting to come over me and Everything everybody's trying as far as specialists are just gaining me an inch ahead. And then once that wears off, the tumor gains three or four inches ahead of that. 
you know. But the pain today, oh my God, the pain today, you know. You're going to be irritable. I don't care what anybody says. You have a right to be irritable, period, you know. A placement of the tumor is enough, but uh, dealing with the back on top of it, you know. The couch used to be my savior, savior, excuse me, as it calls my couch bed. I'm not getting relief from that either. And then you just don't feel like eating. There's no appetite. You just feel sick. Um, waking up, cold sweats. You barely can get up. You feel like you're pass out to the bathroom. You look in the mirror. You're white as a sheet of paper. Your hair starts coming out. And this is just all ovarian stuff. And uh, ladies, you go through this, you know, it's like sick. You feel sick. You just all of a sudden one day, it's just you're so distended and bloated and the tumor does this stuff and it just starts pushing on every organ possible. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just keep like that little train that could. I just keep chugging away. But uh, I know one day there's going to be down that light in a tunnel that track ends. I just don't know where it's going to be at. But uh, it's nice to be able to talk to my casework disability and being real with what I'm going through. And that to say is giving me the green light and the grace, you know, I say, like, good Lord, the grace to keep going and to make as much money and work as much as my body will possibly allow. Um, but Prognosis-wise, a year, that's it. Um, and I ask myself, I've been given prognoses throughout my life. Like, when is that last one going to stick? <laughs>